is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to say welcome. Welcome into the show. And first of all, we also want to say Thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you leave us a five-star review because, you know, why you want to hide greatness? That's, that's all I got to say. I'm not going to threaten you today because I'm not on that today. I'm, on, I'm in a very good mood because last night, um, Spencer Strider got the goods. We'll talk about that and what does that mean and also – Arthur Smith said that he wants to take care of home first. Sounds like a married man. Uh, we'll see how he can do that um, in, on, on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. And last but not least, T, I don't know about you, but this Doug Gottlieb is, is a situation, uh, a sitch for short. And, you know, I think that it is something that they just get more weird. The more we learn, the more weird it gets. We'll talk about all that, but before, before, but first, we have to get into the the, the Braves. They actually get the dub last night. They win. I mean, I'm sorry. In that last afternoon, end up going in tonight, uh, <laughs> seven to three against the Oakland A's. Rasil uh, Iglesias does his thing, comes in and, and, and shuts the door. Doesn't get the save, but you know he closed things down. Doesn't make it interesting. That's all we ask for in the bottom of the ninth inning. Um, but I think that. The main thing, though, T, is that Spencer Strider, I was just watching this game last night, and I'm sitting up here just in, in Mark Zeno and um, John Chuckery of Hidden Hard, John Chuckery and A to Z Mark Zeno, they both talked about this, but I just got a feel last night watching Spencer Strider, and I'm just like, I would love for this dude just to come in early on in the, in the playoffs and just mow down the competition like he's doing right now. Yes. I would too. And I think that we saw him take a step in his progression to believe that he can actually do that. For me, it's an old adage of it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So yes, we know Strider got rocked in that first inning. We know he gave up a couple runs, three hits on walks, and it looked a little shaky, but you know, you get your pitching coach out there, he level sets you, and all of a sudden he retires the next 15 batters until he walked out of that bad boy in the sixth inning. So I said he grew up right before our eyes. He finished like a boss, in my opinion. And I think that, yes, that is exactly what you want to see in somebody who can come in and start putting the fear of God in your opponent, whether that's a wild card opponent, whether you are winning the NL East and you're hosting that first round play, whatever the case may be, he is somebody where, yeah, I believe what you saw last night showed you, hey, I don't have to start off mowing guys down, but if I start off shaky, I'll reset myself and watch me work. Yeah, 36 pitches in the first inning, I mean, the first half inning, like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely never a number that you want to see. And he'll, he, like you mentioned, he um, walked three people in that game, and for the rest of the time, he went six innings, then walk another soul. So that's exactly Three to one strikeout walk, a strikeout walk ratio. That's exactly what you um what you. That's the only thing you can ask for from a guy like that. And he kind of puts me in the mind of I never forget when Randy Johnson was going against John Crook in the uh, All Star game, and John Crook was just barely even doggones in the in the batter's box because 
he knew that the unit was just going to be throwing 100 mile per hour gas and you guys just don't have to figure out how to how to stop it right or how to even hit against them and i think that that's what i feel when i when i look at spencer strider a guy like a randy johnson the big unit they used to call him and it just you just get a feel or a certain vibe when he gets on the mound and i just like i love that feeling and for him to do that in the playoffs right goodness it's just crazy and my mind quickly went to a former brave not that he you know was in the same ilk of where i think spencer strider is going but the edge just made me think of john rocker just the edge okay Yeah. yeah 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 Because he definitely has edge, and he's a little quirky like John Rocker was as well. Yes. Not on the same quirkiness. <laughs> right. I don't want to get into that. But right. Quirky, quirky. indeed. <laughs> Speaking of another rookie that's uh, doing his thing, Von Grissom, he's starting to get a little warmed up too. But before we talk about Von Grissom, T, tell the folks about what's going on at Built Bar and what new – they got a new flavor coming out right now? Yeah, you speak of Von Grissom. You speak of Spencer Strider, Michael Harris the second coming in hot. Well, Built – bars are coming in hot once again you can check them out at built.com to see exactly what they have going on and what they have for you these days is really cool it'll take you back to your elementary days your childhood and that's the amazing built bar puff this time around it's the cookie dough chunk puff that's why i said taking you back to your childhood because how many Mm -hmm. of us would try to eat that cookie dough because of the light texture it was kind of chewy straight out the package t exactly you would take right you would take that package out and be like i could put it in the oven but wait a minute i'll do you better so this is like having that right there in a candy bar but not just any old candy bar one that is actually good for you so when you think about the fact that it's only 160 calories that's a good look when you think about the fact that you're getting 15 grams of protein but it's a collagen protein so that's something that absorbs very easily that's good for your system as well and that also helps you to be able to consume it guilt-free so think about it i know today is my workout day that's something that i will have in my car before and after the gym so that i won't go eat bad things it's yes. also something that if you're, if you're at home you want a late night snack and you don't want to dig into the worst things in your pantry get this and finally as you all know i always tell you it didn't happen today but normally it happens it has that bad atl traffic that i drive in from one point to another if you're in that traffic today i bet you want to go home and get that bill bar after all so go to (laughs) billbar.com so you'll have it for yourself tomorrow or sometime next week this is the promo code you want to use locked 15 because that'll get you 15 percent off your order again the promo code locked 15 the website built.com no doubt about it now t speaking of numbers you know talking about 15 percent off i got a number for you how about this in von grissom's first 25 games 337 batting average and a 906 ops goodness gracious i think that and now he now he did go through a little bit of a slump in like in about 10 games or so he had a in his batting average i think it was like 425 and then it dropped down a little bit now he's kind of is even and off at 337. So, but I think that, you know, this is a good sign as as we get ready to go roll up to the playoffs and and, and you're going to be expecting a lot of production from the young the young books on this team, T. Yeah, and he's one that's giving the Braves another two-way player because Michael right. Harris came in and really made a statement at the plate and in the field and you're looking for Von Grissom to do the same especially once Ozzy Albies comes back and potentially he's moved to the outfield but like you said a nice little comeback run that he's been on so far even in this series he was able to get four hits in game one two hits in game two and really contribute to 
I'll use your term, shutting the door from an offensive perspective uh, last night, just to make sure that if the A's thought that they were about to mount a comeback, you know that you have someone in yet another rookie who can get it done. And I saw this really neat statistic that I'm sure we'll be using uh, next week for our, our guy MH2. And that's the fact that he's been batting 400 when he had runners in scoring position. That is the best in the majors. The reason I mention that is because the first thought I had was, well, you have to have a uh, requisite number of games that you played. And because of when Michael Harris came in, of course, he is eligible for that. Von Grissom is not. But boy, I bet he would be darn close if he had played just as many games. And I think that's advantage to the Braves because that also means that he's going to continue trending up right and start peaking at the perfect time. Yes, I and I think that I think Michael Harris is at like ninety games. He just reached ninety yes. games mm-hmm. and ended up playing in the major leagues. And when yes. you talk about doing batting four hundred with runners in scoring position, absolutely ridiculous. Um I think that that's something that we're definitely gonna have to keep an eye on because like I said, they have an in house fight for who's gonna be rookie of the year in the National League. So good luck voters. Go ahead and do the right thing and go ahead and make those put that co on in front of it, in front of those bad boys and just roll with it. And we had no problem with that at all. Another thing that that we we've talked about on the show, we actually talked about it yesterday, T is Joseph Martinez. Obviously he's being suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Mm-hmm. And it started, you know, got to start thinking about, you know, as far as the names in, in the city of Atlanta sports, right? You know, we just saw Freddie Freeman. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. He ended up leaving, you know, and you got Matt Ryan who was traded away in the spring. And then you got Julio Jones who left us previously as well. Mm-hmm. So we, those are some hard hitting um, names in this yes. city in Atlanta professional sports. So mm-hmm. do you think that there is a gap there or do you believe that, hey, the city of Atlanta is in good hands right now, given who's coming, who we have coming, who we just talked about, right? Vaughn Grissom and the Michael Harris's of the world. Exactly. And so, yeah, it got us thinking because real talk, Joseph Martinez is not that the old, the king of the South, like as far right. as what he's producing on, on the pitch anymore. Right. Coupled with the fact that he's having this internal strife is going on. At this point, you expect that United might want to part ways with the player versus the manager, which not you know, might. They need. They will. They. I yeah, believe they will. Right. See, I yeah, believe I'm, they I'm will. being yeah. nice about it, right? right. I mean, nice <laughs> they will part ways. <laughs> yeah, but assuming that 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 this is the end of the road for Joseph for number seven, then you look and you say, okay, well, then where are the new? You know, where are the the legends or, or the cool kids for this this Atlanta sports city scene? And I think. This, I, I think this city is in such good hands, starting off with, with the Falcons. You know, right. you look, and, and I'm going to go beyond Kyle Pitts because, you know, it's just two years in and we don't really still know what Drake London is, but we know what A.J. Terrell is. Yeah, he, no doubt. Yes, he is not only a proven commodity on the field for the Falcons, but he's out there in the community doing great things. And of course, he's a native of the area. So I believe they're in good hands. And I know Grady's a little bit older, but I'm going to put him in that category just because of longevity. Right. Because the minute he came here, he made this unbelievable impact on the community, on the field. And we suspect that he's going to get right back to being Grady this particular season. And then you switch over to the Hawks and you say to yourself, like, hey, Trey Young. He's he's settled in. We have 
oh my God, you and I just talked about it. We put our arms around DeJounte Murray already. So as yeah. long as yeah. nothing goes awry. We love us, so we love him too. And then you got, you know, so those, you know, in terms of legendary status, if you will, because you talked about Matty Ice and you talked about Julio and Freddie, those are legends, right? That yeah. parted ways with the city. So when you talk about legends that are coming up, yes, I'm going to go out on a limb with you and say, I am expecting MH2. I am expecting Spencer Strider. We got to get a nickname for him. But anyway, and I'm expecting Vaughn Grissom to definitely have things on the upswing for the city. I think it's more than um, in good hands. And also, and listen, everybody, taking the controversy away from yesterday, which is not all Miles Robinson's fault, by the way, if you really dig deeper into that situation. But if you're talking about it just on the surface of the next face of United, by the way, they're going to fight this tooth and nail for him because he is the next face of United, because he's the future of United. He is a world-class player who is on our national team. So it brings more visibility to that, to what United is doing. And one more, and then, you know, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Ryan Howard, everybody. Ryan Howard, this city is in really good hands. Absolute baller. Let me just say yeah. that in response to bringing up the the the, the queen, queen, the queen. Queen, <laughs> queen, queen Howard. Queen Howard is you know she's an absolute baller. Uh, Atlanta Dream took a risk by you know um, trading up for her. Obviously, I know a lot of people saying, "Oh well, she's really good." So how's the risk? Is a risk giving up all the draft capital to to move yeah. up and, and take and take that number one overall pick? You got to know for sure what you're getting when you do that. And Atlanta Dream did that, and you got to definitely appreciate them. But just overall, though, T, like I think mm -hmm. this city is in good hands, yeah. great hands, because yeah. we know that we've seen some things. Even though some of these guys still haven't taken this you know, perspective teams to a championship level, mm -hmm. I, I think that you know Trey was close. You know, yes. he took he went to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and you know mm -hmm. and did everything in his power to try to get him to the NBA yeah. Finals uh, outside of not being hurt, you know, getting injured, you know, and missing games. I think that the, you know this city overall is is definitely in good hands. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that you know we're gonna have plenty of people to talk about uh, yes. going forward right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. We appreciate you guys for sticking around with us, but don't go anywhere because coming up next. Arthur Smith said he wants to take care of home first. And I think that he might be on to something. We'll tell you exactly why right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones, everybody. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And you guys are family appreciate the family coming back every day and supporting your girl, supporting your guy. We appreciate that. And we know that you're doing it because we keep seeing those five-star reviews. So thanks, thanks, and thanks again. And also thank you guys on YouTube. Man, we got some great feedback from the whole Locked On Sports Atlanta network and just wanted to give you thanks on behalf of our team. So keep rocking with all of us and we will continue to bring you this great content, especially as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. Now, granted, we know it opens officially tonight with the world champion Rams going against the Bills. They're going to be hosting the Bills on Thursday night football, but for the A, I can say the A, right? Jarvis, I can still yeah. say the A. Okay, so you for the it. A. <laughs> you, say, you can say it. Nobody I else. <laughs> so for the A, the NFL season officially starts Sunday. 
when the rival Saints touched down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Why is that important? Because Arthur Smith had an interesting comment that we have our own take on relative to that game. So he talked about the fact that they practiced in Mercedes-Benz. Of course, they practiced there on Wednesday. And he mentioned how important that was, the reason they did that, because for them, they just want to be better at home. They want to get a feel for the home field other than what they did with the open practices uh, this past offseason and during training camp. He went as far as to say, Jarvis, quote, two more wins at home. There's a great chance we could have kept playing. That's relative to last year. So looking forward to this year, how will the Falcons, how can the Falcons protect that home field? For starters, what do you think that's going to look like for them to be able to protect home field? You know, first of all, I think that the reason why he's saying, one of the reasons why he's saying this is because you want to be able to put on a good showing for your hometown fans, right? And in order for you to be able to put on a good showing for your hometown fans, you got to be balanced, right? You know, if you if you know that there's a really good chance that more than likely that team that's coming into your house that has a little bit more talent than you, that means you have to mm -hmm. be sound. That yes. means you have to not make mistakes. Not The dumb penalties have to go away. And yeah. you can't beat yourself. Those are the, some of the things that Arthur Smith has drilled down. Like when you see how he gets so animated on the, on the sidelines when he see those flags start to fly. Yeah. You know what the I mean? So, yeah, he he is going off. He goes off. Desmond Ritter can attest to it. So I think that those are some of the you know little things that you can tighten up. And I think just another aspect of it, which I think that has, holds a lot of weight, too, and it has to do with the uh, person who hired him, Arthur mm -hmm. Blank, owns Mercedes-Benz. And uh, I think he wants to see more people in Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sundays at 1 o'clock because I know you and I have sat in plenty of press boxes, press boxes, excuse me, and we saw a lot of red seats, yes. meaning there was nobody in those seats at 1245 <laughs> or 1255 yeah. when the game is mm -hmm. getting ready to kick off. And I think that that – and them doing those things that I mentioned as far as mm -hmm. the little things to, so they can be put themselves in position to win games, yeah. that's going to help that aspect. And I think that all of those things kind of come into play when you think about a guy who, who made that statement, right? Because that's, that's kind of what my mind goes. I'm like, all right, not only the football stuff, we get that, on the, that aspect of it, but it's another piece to it too because mm -hmm. more people in, this, in the stands that's rooting for the team that's on the field, that's in that particular city, means mm -hmm. that, hey, atmosphere, you know, right. ruckus crowds, that helps the defense. And that kind of gets you into to a point where, you know, that defense can play a little bit better, you know, mm -hmm. as far as when, when the crowd is in the game and, yes. and you're talking about sellout crowds. That mm -hmm. things makes Those things make a big difference to you. They do. They do. And also, looking at the Falcons' record for opening seasons, it's been five years since they've opened the season with a win. So it is high time starving. To exactly. <laughs> That's a perfect word. They are starving for a win. And there's no better place to do it than at your home against your chief rival. Right. So right. like you said, even if they are a chief rival that admittedly may have a little bit more talent on both sides of the ball at this point, just just being honest. Keeping the ball. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So on both sides of the ball, but ultimately speaking, it can also come down to schematics. You hear people say over and over again, and we agree with them here on ATL Day One, that Arthur Smith is a really, really good play caller. So a lot of it is going to be about, hey, maybe the first drive or so, you're kind of figuring out, okay, what is Dennis Allen and company going to do over there to you know, combat if, assuming, you know, like if the Falcons win the toss and they go on offense first, right? Mm -hmm. But what you want to see coming out of the gates, and you just hit on it, 
for what you want to see in the stands and how it starts on the field, if they do get that ball first, right? You want to see them to be able to drive that ball down the field and I'm going to call it, get seven points. Yes. Get yes, seven ma'am. points. Show people that Not you score, can- get seven. No, seven. Exactly. <laughs> if you're in, the, you're in the high red zone and then go into the low red zone and coming away with three, it's just not, it's not going to be acceptable, especially not against a team like this that I suspect is going to get back to being the high powered offense that we've known the Saints to be in the past few years. And you, you also made another good point about the defense. Let's say the defense gets on the field first. Force Jameis Winston into mistakes. We know yes. that he is has gotten better. We saw it in the first six. We know weeks. he's capable of it. Mr. 30 30. And it's funny because everybody wants to land on him being 30 30, but nobody wants to land on what he did in the first six games last year. 15 2. Exactly. When you saw Sean Payton utilize his quarterback whisperer skills to a T over the time that Jameis Winston was there. So what you're looking for is that guy who played so tremendously in the first third of last season, and you're looking to contain him and you're wanting to show, let's see what that linebacker core is. And we're going to talk about how important that linebacker core is and some of the changes, even up front on the defensive end, that should make a difference, not just in that game, but in the season. But before we talk about that other side of the ball, there's something that I suspect while Jarvis won't need it on Sunday morning, for kickoff or before kickoff, he might need a little kick of it today or tomorrow just to keep him going until Sunday. You know what, guys? Let me I'm gonna be keep it a buck with y'all. You know how I get down. Like, I woke up late this morning. I was struggling, trying to figure out what's going on with my life. My baby woke up super, super early. She normally wakes up early and kind of kicks it with daddy as I prep for the show and all that stuff and trying to get myself together, but she was up super early today. So guess what I needed? I needed a big old cup of coffee a M and I went down to my cabinet, opened that bad boy up. Of course, I just get punched in the face with that that great aroma. And you know, you know what my choice was today? Rainforest Crunch. I took a trip to the rainforest. Think, think of how that sounds. See how my voice changed? That means that lets you know that it's good. It's go, it's got it going. Oh, you know, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. That's the website you need to go to. You know, this is the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. So when I got my coffee in my system, I just I just perked up. I started feeling myself, started poking my chest out, started feeling real good. Then I, started, I got my day going. And then, you know, I gave her my phone so she could be quiet as I, you know, go about my, my, my way. Yeah, that's part of my daddy skills. You know, y'all do how y'all do. I'm going to do how I do. But but anyway, let me tell you how to, you can get some money off on this, on this bad boy, too. Because I'm telling you to go to this website, but I, I'm going to give you some incentives to keep going. Yes. All right. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Dropping a coupon code box locked on, and you're going to get 15% off your first purchase. That's on all coffee, gift tees, and I mean, ooh, gift tees, gift sets, and tees if you're into that type of stuff as well. So, right there, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Dropping the coupon code box locked on, you're going to get 15% off. Go and pull up on the best coffee batch roaster in the small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. Stop playing. So speaking of pulling up, I know that Falcons fans want to pull up on a game that will show them what this new look defense is really about. They want to see what that defensive front is and see if Grady Jarrett, now that he's got a little bit more help, can really get back to doing Grady Jarrett things, right? But also they want to see what's going to go on with that linebacker court, especially, and I'm going to go with a veteran in this case, Lorenzo Carter. A lot of people are looking to see what Zoe Carter is, is about. 
But Jarvis, one of the things that is, there's a one critical piece, not just the names, uh, not just the fact that they were acquired through free agency or maybe even in the draft the last year or two. It's really about what those, like the player makeup, if you will. So DPs joined our friends over at 92.9 The Game, John and Hugh, John Fricky and Hugh Douglas this morning. And he talked a little bit about something that he thinks is going to make all the difference in what we saw out of the Falcons defense last year versus what we're seeing this year. Well, I, you know what I'm really hoping for you is I'm hoping we're a much, much more physical team than we've been. Um, you know, we just, I, I just felt like we, a year ago, we kind of just did our assignment, tried to do it right, tried to do the things that we needed to do, be in the right spot and all that. But, but you know, coming downhill, hitting guys, playing physical, really trying to be a, a you know, that kind of a defense. I'm hoping that that's what everybody sees that, that we're different. I, I really hope, I'm hoping for that. Jarvis, what Dean P said there, there were some Deanisms in there and that he gave to Fricky and Hugh and our guys who are, of course, again, over at 92.9 The Game. He stopped by the show this morning. Boy, oh boy, got a lot to dig into there that I think is going to be very interesting in terms of going back to your first question and how the Falcons are able to maintain a sort of home field advantage this season, but also be set up for success this entire season by a new look defense. Yeah, and I and I think that, you know, the reason why I believe he does have hope, and I and I believed him uh, when he said he hopes people will be able to see it. He didn't say, I hope they'll be able to do it. He right. said, I hope they'll be able to see it is. Yep. what it is, you know, and see those things that I talked about as far as being better this year. So mm-hmm. I think that that's because he has better players on his on his yeah. roster this year. I believe Rashawn Evans is going to be a guy that people are going to be like, oh, why did the Titans mm-hmm. let him go? And that's what the yes. exact words DMP said when he oh, yeah. when they went after Rashawn Evans, like, why did he, you don't know why they let him go? You know, so mm-hmm. and I think we're going to see that on display. I think that Michael Walker, a guy who DMPs deemed that, hey, that's my that's my play yep. call, yep. that's my center call yep. this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. after the last season, he deemed him that. So. There, you know, obviously, you know, the Dean, the Deanisms were like, he knows what he has. He knows what he's mm-hmm. going to about to bring to uh, put on display on Sunday. And I think that I think that he the the hope is that he, the, everybody who's watching the game, they see the exact same thing. And I think that it's going to be a new look defense as well, because mm-hmm. this, like you said, then because of them strictly because the, the the roster improvements and the guys that I believe are going to take that, that that necessary jump in order for this defense to be better. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, Jarvis, we've, you know how you, we've heard, and, and no offense to, you know, the last regime whatsoever, but you know how we've heard that term over and over again about fast and physical, right? And mm. it speaks more to the speed piece. And I always felt that, like, yeah, the, the old Falcons were kind of more fast and physical, but Dean Pease has had success across this league for decades with the physical preceding the fast so yes. i'm gonna look for him we know that his base will be a three four but you know he's gonna mix that up and show us all kinds of special hybrid <laughs> hybrid schemes and i'm here for it and i know you are too yes, i indeed. believe that that's going to be so critical in him showing that when he went out and got those prototype guys right and ade ogandeji or arnold abikati and like you said going out and even getting veterans that have more of that prototype as well and anthony rush another one going out and getting those guys who look and feel like what dean Pease has seen successfully 
in his days with the Titans and the Ravens and the Patriots. And again, we're not suggesting that the talent level is, is there. That remains to be seen. But we are saying that if Dean P said he wants you guys to see it, that means he's already seen it. He already knows that he can open up that playbook 100% and let these guys roll. So we're excited about it and uh, look forward to seeing that ourselves on Sunday and then coming here and downloading about it on Monday. But speaking of coming back on the other side and for the culture, you know, we got one story that every time we get another story, another aspect of it, it's like, my God, how many layers are there to this cray cray story? If you want to hear about it and weigh in with us, come back on the other side in for the culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. And guess what? You know, before we get started with For the Culture, I got to say this. Like, I really appreciate everybody that been commenting and everything as far as what we, you know, we've been talking about. And because you guys have pushing us to 4,000 subscribers almost in less than six months. Like, we really appreciate you. I think that's really dope. That's what you guys have been doing. But going forward, we want you guys to comment in the, in the in the box. Like, you know, we're about to talk about, you know, Doug Godley. You know, we've been teasing throughout the show. Whew, this story has been very interesting. We want you to weigh in on this. So go ahead and drop that comment in the comment box. I read them. Tanisha reads them. Marcus Zeno reads them. Everybody reads the comments. So, yeah, we will definitely respond to you. We want to definitely have a conversation about it. But, T, yes. this is for the culture. Like I mentioned, it is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down. Now, we know that Freddie Freeman came back to as a Dodger to, mm -hmm. you know, Truist Park and back in June, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a big to-do. Like, all of, you know, interviews and all this stuff. Freddie getting emotional on the field and all that, right? And then, eventually, we come to find out that he ended up firing his agent soon after, right? Mm -hmm. And his age is Casey Close. And then not too long after that, Doug Gottlieb <clears throat> dropped a, a tweet and said that Casey Close didn't even um, tell Freddie Freeman about the last offer that the Braves came with. Now, and of course, that sent a, a poop storm of a, 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 tw a Twitter flurry of, of, of tweets, comments, retweets, and all that good stuff. And, and, and eventually, you know, uh, Casey Close's people, um, end up coming out to say, hey, you know, that's liable. Like, we about to sue you behind. And yeah. now we find out that, you know, uh, Doug Golly has apologized and he's retracted his statement, said that it was not true. Mm -hmm. And here we are thinking, like, I know for me, my the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, did he just say that in order for them to drop the, the lawsuit because they have a case? Or did he really just blatantly lie? Which neither one of those scenarios are great. And to be honest with you, T, I wouldn't be surprised because, like, when it comes to Doug Gottlieb and character, yeah, not in the same sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to put those two those two phrases in the same sentence. <laughs> yes. So nobody, and the funny thing is, as you're listening to media and just individuals who are on social media, right? Right. It's very interesting to watch and listen to those comments because funny thing is nobody was surprised that Doug Gottlieb had to retract the statement. Like the fact that he likely lied, embellished, had a bootleg source, whatever you want to call it, 
Like nobody thought that all the above. Because <laughs> if you go back a few, if you go back a few steps in the story, when Doug Gottlieb leaked it, many people said that. Many people questioned and said, "But it's Doug Gottlieb." Like, what are we really supposed to believe? And then right. Casey, I mean, people questioned it from the gate. And it turns out all of you sus- suspicious, paranoid people, uh, no, you actually seemingly had it right this time. Right. And so when Casey Close came out so adamant, it was like, we didn't know what to believe because here locally, the thought was, okay, we're feeling some type of way. We're feeling kind of like we're twisting in the wind because Freddie's over here, like you said, emoting. Every game, pre-game, post-game, middle game, just we didn't know what to do with that whole weekend. Like, wow, this must have been a really tough decision that he seemingly is regretting. And then it seemed like he didn't make the decision. So part of it was like, oh, we feel so sorry for him. Like his agent got over. But then we said in the back of our minds, but did he? I mean, because you're a grown man. You should have kind of known what he what he did. And those things absolutely always made us kind of you know shake our heads and kind of question what's going on i don't think this is the end of the story by the way jarvis mm, i still yeah. think on some level this is just getting started this whole saga yeah, yeah because like it is so many levels to it right because right. like during during the season i think that you know dodgers obviously have a lot going on right now so mm-hmm. i don't think freddie freeman is going to address it or his camp is going to address it Maybe right. in the off season, I think there's something that might be there. So I, I think that you know it's just like I said, it's just super weird that all of a sudden that you basically are admitting to lying, yeah. you know, <laughs> about this and it, like why, like why would you lie? You're not affiliated yeah. with Freddie Friedman, Casey Close, and that agency, none of, like at all. So mm-hmm. basically, you were clout chasing. That's what you're admitting to. So mm-hmm. it, and it just it's just weird all all the way around, like you said. Like we've never, it's not like we've never questioned his character before. Like it just keeps going down and down and down and down. And I hope, and I really don't care if he stays there to be honest with you T because the godly is just, I just cringe sometimes when I hear his name called. Now, <laughs> on the other side of that, uh, Juanita Brown, um, she's amazing. And um, we just found out that she is, has been named Mrs. Universe 2022, and the reason why that's significant because you know she went to HBCU, of course. Like, what else? What else is there? And you know, she's you know is a, a an accomplished producer, and she just has so much going on. And I think that for her to get this the award, the you know, like yeah, like and if you you know you look at her, you know, I ain't blind. I'm married, but I ain't blind. You know, yeah. She deserves it. <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah, she, she is. I, you know, I was looking at so many different pictures of her. If I get in trouble, I'm going to pass yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, toss it over my way. And, and I'll wrap this up in a boat for us and keep it moving. But yeah, beautiful lady. I mean, you know, just this megawatt smile and so accomplished. Like you said, producer and someone who started her own foundation. She's even an expatriate. She and her husband are currently living in Singapore. She's a mom. And so all of those things, and yet she shined on one of the biggest stages, Mrs. Universe, which of course that is the universe pageant for married women. So congratulations to uh, Miss Juanita Ingram, who, like you said, is a proud graduate of Tennessee State University for her undergrad, of course, University of Memphis for her MBA. And she's a Delta. Delta Sigma Theta (laughs) Incorporated. We salute you. That said, 
that's really the note you should end on for any show or anything you do. The fact that we are always going to call out my illustrious sisterhood with all the love in the world. Thank you guys for stopping by for my PSA for Delta Sigma Theta. And thank you guys for stopping by for ATL Day Ones, part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta network that you should check out because once you stop here, you got to keep it going on our Locked On Sports Network and go stop by A to Z with Mark Zeno and then getting hard with John Chuckery. Thank you guys for checking us out. Come back tomorrow to have more fun. We'll have a very special guest. Y'all come back now. You're here. See who it is. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.